science. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Horrified. Here, Woo-hoo. here with uh, I'm I'm Allie and I'm Sam, and we're bringing some dark shit to you this week. <laughs> yeah, two dark, dark topics. Things that just really upset us. And I, I guess that's a common theme every week. But... Yeah, in theory, it's the concept of the show. Yeah, but boy, are we going for it this week. <laughs> we are, we are. We're getting timely this week, folks. So I'm going to talk about incels. I'm going to talk about Donald J. Trump Jr. Ah, shivers down <laughs> my spine. They're I both, hate it. <laughs> they're both so horrified. I hate this. Why are we doing this? Oh, God. We're going to be dinging off the hook this episode, folks. I know. We're going to have a stiff cocktail after this one. Oh, we should. We should. Um, and then we're going to probably record another episode for you. <laughs> so if we're slurring on next week's episode, you know why. You know why. Insiders know why, right? <laughs> so, you know what? The sooner we start with incels, the sooner it'll be over. Yeah, the sooner we don't have to talk about it again. Yeah, let's let's get started. If you hear any strange retching noises, that's just me Absolutely. taking a vomit break mm-hmm. because uh, that's how all of this makes me feel. God. That's how I'm feeling about it. I didn't um, even do the research and I'm already like, oh, this fucking idiot's like... This just... Ugh. Also, I will say that this segment comes with a significant trigger warning for sexual mm. violence. Yes. So that's important. So do you want to hear about incels? Yes and no. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> so incels are defined as an online subculture whose members define themselves as being unable to find a romantic or sexual partner despite desiring one. Self-identified incels are almost exclusively male and almost exclusively heterosexual. Discussions in incel forums are often characterized by resentment, misanthropy. I don't know how, if that's how you pronounce that. Misanthropy? 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 Misogyny? racism, and the endorsement of violence against sexually active women, and more sexually successful men, which is something I didn't really know. The Southern Poverty Law Center has described the subculture as part of the online male supremacist ecosystem, um, and self-described incels have committed several mass murders in North America. Horrible. So I'm horrified. I mean, let's just get that. It's just, so I'm already frustrated, Mm -hmm. because, like, when women want to have a boyfriend and get laid and can't, or a partner of any kind, and they want to get laid and they can't, you know what they do? They say to their friends, like, man, I'm horny. I wish I could find somebody. And then they, like, go watch TV. Yeah, I'm gonna get, like, a pint <laughs> of ice cream and read a steamy romance novel and deal with it. Yeah, I'm gonna masturbate like a normal human like being. Like a normal person. Men don't have to do that. <laughs> they can instead plan murders. Yep. So, I'm gonna have to define two of those um, mass murders for you. I won't get into details, um, but they are what has triggered a lot of the recent discussion Mm -hmm. in the past month. So, on April 23rd, 2018, so that's last month, a van driver suspected to be, and later proved to be, 25-year-old Alec Manazian, he killed 10 people and injured 14 people. Uh, He was soon arrested after the attack, and shortly before the attack, he had posted on Facebook that, quote, the incel rebellion has already begun, and he made note to Elliot Roger, who was also a self-identified incel attacker in 2014. So, I have known who he is for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that you probably know who he is too, but four years ago on May 23rd in 2014, he killed six people and injured 14 people near the campus of the University of California, Santa Barbara, before killing himself. And what made that case notable is he left 
a very lengthy manifesto and several YouTube videos detailing his hatred for women and his involuntary celibacy. So this is gross, but, like, he's honestly, like, somewhat of a hero for a lot of these sick people. Yeah. So people talk about him a lot, and they talk about his, like, mission and his manifesto is often quoted. His manifesto is obviously like the ramblings of a madman like there it's it's horribly written <laughs> just first of all it'd get like a c minus in an english class but like burn it's horrible so the link between these two murders and their shared identification as incels is what's prompted a lot of discussion recently of what is this how serious is it and where does this term even come from mm-hmm. so obviously the term itself comes from the idea of an involuntary celibate which... I see what they did there. A portmanteau. How do you... (laughs) Portmanteau? I don't don't know how to pronounce that. It's a word I've only ever read. So, the Southern Poverty Law Center has some great resources about incels, and I would recommend that you visit and also donate to them if it means a lot, because they're doing the most, and I love them. Yes. Um, And they have profiles of various hate groups if you just want to get educated about you know, hate groups and, Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff in America. And so they have a profile of male supremacy where they talk about incels as a subgroup. So this is an excerpt following their description of the Elliot Rogers case. Quote, while Rogers represents an extreme case, the kind of violence and hatred that led Rogers to action was not particularly surprising given the nature of the incel community. Incels who luxuriate in their hatred of women found a home for their hate-filled misogynistic rants. One of the incel community's common complaints is that women prefer chads, so that's their word for, like, empty-headed, good-looking men, Uh to nice men like incels. So that's, like, full fedora ideology of, like, women always like the bad guys. Like, how come a nice guy like me who hates them when they reject me (laughs) can't ever get a girlfriend? Oh, and they also refer to women who reject them as Stacy's, which, like, is this clueless? Like, yeah. what is this? Or is this the hit song Stacy's Mom? Oh my god, I hate it. Oh. Um, so that's their sort of logic. Like, all these beautiful women prefer these dumb, idiotic men who are, like, you know, muscular and gorgeous, and they're purposefully leaving us out. Mm. And, like, jokes on them, those beefy football dudes are also misogynistic, and they should all just hang out. <laughs> I know. Um, they could be working together to make women's They could be working together awful. to make us all uncomfortable on the subway. So the violent rhetoric of this community finally led to the banning of the incel subreddit, which claimed some 40,000 subscribers. Yeah. 40,000 subscribers God. on Reddit um, in November of last year. So... Um, the now-banned subreddit had long-featured content, like, posts entitled, All Women Are Sluts. Mm. Participants often decried women's lack of brain capacity, genetic inferiority, cruelty, or designated women by terms that were really offensive. Like, femoids? What does that even mean? It sounds like a fembot. Like a fembot, yeah. That's what that sounds like to me. Which I'm sure they'd all be very into. But here's what I'm saying, though. Like, if you hate women so much, just get a fleshlight. Yeah. Like, fuck each other. You know what I mean? I like think something if, that's going to keep coming up is just, like, masturbate and fix yeah, your own problems. Yeah. Or pay a sex worker. Yeah. And a sex worker will have sex with you as part of that transaction. Mm-hmm. As long as, you know, you're not abusive, then the I sex know. worker will be like, sure, you gave me this money. And then, congrats, you both got what you wanted out of that transaction. Exactly. But I don't, yeah, they don't see it as a transaction. They see it as, like, it's logical for them to to be deserving of it. Ugh. Yeah. 
So the Southern Poverty Law Center also says, on the borders of the hateful incel community, a community advocating for male separatism has also emerged. Intriguing. <laughs> yeah. Just based on I'll the title, it. go for it. So they call themselves MGTOW, or Men Going Their Own Way. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac style. So these men decided to withdraw themselves from the toxicity of women, increasingly, eventually going monk by abstaining from sex altogether. They also deem women inferior and harmful and think they get in the way of male achievement. So, like, if you gotta be a rampant misogynist, <laughs> pick this one. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, go be a shitty monk and, like, live in the woods with your bros and, yes. like, just stay off Twitter and leave us alone. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Jason Wilson from The Guardian also says... Incel websites argue that society is set up so that some men have numerous sexual partners, others have none, and women get to take their pick in what is often described as a sexual marketplace. Sam, have you ever experienced yourself to be a consumer in the sexual marketplace? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm confused. I just don't understand in what... This is something that upsets me about... I don't want to say all men. This is something that <laughs> Not me. all men, Sam. Not all men. Hashtag not all men. This is something that exce- that upsets me about, like, the way sex is perceived in popular culture. Yeah. That it is something for, like, women to dole out or keep from all men. Yes. All I men. feel like men think that women are walking around like, hmm, which suitor will I choose? Like, <laughs> who is worthy of my sparkling crystal vagina? God. To whom shall I place this glorious prize upon? When really, like, we're just trying to get to yoga class without being groped. Like, yes. that's the day-to-day, and then embarking on a romantic, or sexual, it doesn't have to be romantic, mm-hmm. and embarking on anything sexual with another person is an agreement. Yeah. Like, Between it's not, both parties. Yeah, it's not like I have this, like... Miss America sash to go put on somebody. And also, it's not fucking mating season. No. Like, I'm not trying to find somebody to care for my pups when the winter comes. Yep. If if neither of us gets laid, that's fine. Yeah, we'll live. Or I guess we won't, because somebody <laughs> will come shoot us. God. Because of incels. Jesus. So that's the confusing thing. And that fucking sucks. So the Guardian goes on to say that these theories are often accompanied with half-understood theories about evolution. So I touched on that before. Like, they they literally are, are doing some, like, honestly, like, eugenics shit. Like, trying to say, like, God. oh, that they're literally, we are literally inferior, which is, that's not new. Whatever. <laughs> just just women with a tiny, tiny brain. That's a literal, um, now I'm thinking about um, Anchorman. And that's what I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah You're just a woman with a small way. brain. A brain the third the size of us. It's, it's science. science. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So at these people's heart is a belief that denying men sex is, quote, unjust. And people who are getting into this incel ideology are often also involved in this idea of taking the red pill. Do you know about this? Yes, I it's do. It's very awful. The worst thing the Matrix ever fucking did. I know. Why did the Matrix do this to us? The best thing the Matrix ever did? Introduce that cool shot of when Keanu bends way far back and the bullets go over him. Yeah, and I The worst there. red pill ideology. I should explain. So red pilling is this batshit male supremacist theory? I'm not going to call it a theory. I'm going to call it a dumb idea. (laughs) Theory makes it sound scientific. It's a male supremacist dumb idea that uses the Matrix red pill, blue pill scenario as an analogy for heterosexual relationships. So in the Matrix, I haven't seen it. I had to Google this. (laughs) Keanu Reeves can either take the blue pill and stay plugged into the Matrix, this like nice, happy, but ultimately fake reality, or he can take the red pill to see reality as it is, 
but everything's worse. So these man-children have used this as an analogy to explain that feminists and people who go by modern dating standards, they're, they're taking the blue pill and they're living in this fantasy world that feminists have constructed where women want to be equal and treated with respect. I know it's confusing because, like... You know, like, that is the, so crazy, the, the idea only, of us wanting to be treated with respect. Yeah, women are only a vagina with boobs. I don't I know, know why I'm they'd confused. have any other desires. Um, and so red pillars believe that women don't want that, and they really want to be submissive, and for <laughs> men to be in charge, Sam's choking on her water, and because they're superior. So, uh, Sam, your thoughts? Are we blue pilling it? Like, okay. are we full blue pills? A, I'd like to say this is the second time The Matrix has come up on this podcast, so yeah, you do have to true. watch it. We gotta, keep, we gotta keep a lid on that. I do feel we should watch The Matrix as a group now. Um, I just, it's just, it's just, I just, okay. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm so furious. It's like, why do you think that one half of humanity just exists to fuck the other half of humanity? Yeah. Like, in what world does that make sense? We have the same fucking brain in our brains, you know what I mean? Like, eh, or do we? <laughs> they don't think that. Well, they're wrong! They're just wrong! <laughs> Listen here, man! You're fucking wrong! No incels are listening to this podcast. Oh, God. It's just like there's so much more to the entire world. Than fucking each other. Than fucking each other. Yeah, I and, agree. And, and I'm not saying that, like, you shouldn't want to have a physical relationship with someone. Like, no, like... That's great. The, the desire for, for physical intimacy. affection, intimacy, is totally normal and a nice, beautiful thing. But, like, if you are not getting physical intimacy, that doesn't reflect who you are as a person. Yeah. And I think that's something that I think children almost struggle with, like... Even me, like, even as a woman, like, I felt kind of weird when, you know, I, like, still hadn't lost my virginity and all this stuff, and yeah. I was like, oh no, like, I'm lame and I blah, 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 and there's this weird commodity that's placed on having sex and, you know, not being a virgin anymore and having, like, conquered that stuff in adulthood that it gets built up and then <laughs> once you have sex, it's just not a big deal. Yeah. Like, it's just no longer a big deal anymore. Yeah. And I think that weird teen angst spreads into adulthood for some people and they think that that's not fair and, like, it should have been rectified for them at some point. Yeah. And now, like, I'm sure you're gonna get to this, like, you talked about Reddit, like, because of the internet, like, I think back in the day, if you were a piece of shit virgin 25-year-old, mm -hmm. like... You just were living with being a piece of shit virgin 25-year-old yeah. within yourself. Yeah. Not that you were a piece of shit because you were a virgin, but no. the people who were a piece of shit and that was, like, and that's also what they blamed it on. And be a virgin. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying... There are many very nice virgins out there. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Shout out to them. Shout out to all nice virgins. Um, no, like, if you were a piece of shit who happened to be a virgin and, like, 25, you just were like, oh, man, like, I'm so angry at, you know, the situation maybe women, I'm just gonna kind of, like, keep being shitty over here. Now, with fucking Reddit and 4chan and the internet, yeah. like, that's when this toxicity level happens, because uh -huh. it's, like, one guy says, like, you know, sometimes in the dead of night when I feel sad, I think to myself, it's the women's fault. And, like, every man on the internet is yeah. like, yes, it is you the women's 40, fault! You 40,000 people being like, you know what? I agree. Upvote! Reddit fucking gold! Yeah. Like, ugh, meme! Pepe the Frog! I'm so scared me. of Reddit. I don't Jesus get it. Jesus Christ. I feel like I should make a quick side note. 
which is to say that this whole network of blogs, Reddit posts, men's rights sites, which men's rights is not a real word, they're referred to as the manosphere. Which, if that doesn't sound like a Spike TV exclusive, like, throwback to our other episode about Spike TV, like, I don't know what does. The Manosphere. Sam just threw my hat across the room. <laughs> just had to, th- I was, I, I kept wanting to grab my computer and I was like, I can't, there's another can't segment computer. in this episode. Can't throw my glass of water. Yep. <sighs> so, I also wanted to draw people's attention to an article written... Let's get back. Let's get back to the the analysis. That's yeah. what we're here for. We're scientists. As oppo- oh, as opposed to just me screaming. You want to <laughs> analyze some stuff? You want to analyze it? Okay, fair um, enough. So last year, um, I read an article written about Elliot Rogers specifically. Um, it was actually written by a guy we went to college with, uh, Ben Kling. We'll link to it. It was Shout a really out great to article. Ben Kling. Shout out to him. Um, it had some really helpful language for breaking down a lot of the dangerous logic behind. Mm-hmm his thinking and his manifesto. So the article points out, as I said before, Elliot Rogers wrote a 146-page manifesto about his ideas on the world, which were all garbage. Manifesto. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did it with the Spike TV episode. I had to do it again. All I right, did, keep going. Did. Oh, my God. Those are the two worst manifestos in the world. <laughs> um, so in this 146-page autobiography, he uses the word girls 294 times so often. There's a quote pulled out from his manifesto that says, quote, I desired girls, but girls never desired me back. There's something very wrong with that. It is an injustice that cannot go unpunished, end quote. So the article also mentions the word uh, injustice and unjust over 40 times, something it points out. He goes on to map out that Elliot Rogers, who is in pain because he hasn't been able to find a sexual and romantic partner, blames that pain on those who could relieve it, but don't. So it's like that, that's kind of the crux of it, is that women have this ability to give him this thing, this object that he's defined it as, but they choose not to. And because of that, they're worthy of punishment. Sounds crazy, right? But it's honestly not that dissimilar to how a lot of men view women and sex right now. People who are not mass murderers, people who maybe you guys are friends with, people who we're friends with, like, I have heard that... Like, the ghost of that in a lot of people that I've known. Yeah. And, like, how many men start shit-talking women after she rejects him? Mm -hmm. And start talking to their buddies about how, like, oh, she was a bitch anyways. Like, I didn't even like her that much. Like, all of a sudden, once the rejection happens, in order to compensate for that, there's all of this degradation that has to happen in order for the man to feel like a man again. Yeah. And so something I really liked about this article and why I wanted to quote it was... Um, after it sort of discusses Elliot Rogers' quote-unquote logic and the pieces of that logic that exist in so many men, he goes on to say, quote, you have a cousin with some of these pieces. Your little brother has a friend with some of these pieces. There's a guy you're nice to, even though most people don't like him, with some of these pieces. A friend who turns a woman's cheek kiss to a mouth kiss when he's drunk just to grab what he wants for a moment. A friend who finds a reason to denigrate the woman who reject him. They're likely incapable of murder, but wholly capable of, for example, joining forums and forming communities that nurture and inspire those who do. So that, I think, was the most important piece of all of this for me and what I want people to remember, because incels are horrifying, obviously, but I feel like the worst part of it is how common this underlying ideology actually is. Like, when you break it down... What they believe is that they're entitled to sexual gratification from a partner, and if they don't get it, it's that partner's fault for denying them. 
So I see three problems with that. <laughs> Let's break it down. One, two, three. Yeah. Number one, you can get sexual gratification from yourself, bucko. Mm. We talked about this a little bit before. Just, Masturbation. Just fucking go on a website, Google a sex toy. Yep. There's a million of them. There's a million. Buy whatever looks nice to you. I wish we were like the kind of podcast that could be like, go to adamandeve.com <laughs> and put in, uh, I'm horrified at the code for oh 20% off anything. <laughs> Listen up, incels. Use yeah. our code and stop fucking murdering women. Do you think Adam and Eve would sponsor? That's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> we could email them. Yeah. But masturbation is like a fabulous 24-7 diner that only serves you. (laughs) You know? Like, just get into it. So number two, no one is entitled to anything from anyone else. Thank you! The underlying problem is that so many men, even really well-meaning men and boys, people in general, see sex as a concept or an object. And, like, that concept or object is the thing that people want to achieve or unlock or acquire from another person. But sex is an activity. Like, it is an active participatory exchange between two people. Or more than two. I don't give a shit. As many people as you want who are into it. Yeah. All right? As many consenting (laughs) adults as want to get in there, go for it. Go to town. But the act of sex is a byproduct of two individuals making a choice together. Like, you don't start with the thing. The thing happens because two people make a choice together. Mm -hmm. And so many people choose not to see it that way. And when you do that... You are saying to that other person in the exchange, you're not a person who gets to make choices, but rather you are the thing that is an obstacle to me getting what I want. And that is the ground that rape culture is built on. Yeah. Like, that is the problem here. Yeah. It's like women are a sexual vending machine. Mm-hmm. And when the vending machine is broken, you get angry because it is supposed to give yeah. you sex, and it's not. And you shove it, and you put your hand up there, even though that doesn't work. <laughs> no. And your hand gets stuck up there. You this put more quarters, too far. and then, like, you're <laughs> mad because, like, you put all those quarters in, but it's like, nobody told you to put the quarters in. No. And, like, you've already ate one of your quarters. I can't. Okay, so then the third thing is that you can't disrespect and degrade women or anyone on the simple basis that they won't fuck you. This happens constantly. Just because someone rejects you, that doesn't make them a bad person. Mm-hmm. Okay? If you, I feel like I'm talking to you, Sam. <laughs> Just because somebody rejects you, Sam, doesn't mean oh you God. get to treat them like shit. Imagine if I was secretly an incel. How? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But so when you break it down this way, the incel ideology is not that different from the way that many men and people view sex, women, feminism, consent, the list goes on. Like, our disgusting fucking president explained how fame was the perfect way for him to bypass a woman's consent or desire so he can get what he wants from them, transactionally. You know, when young teenager boys get turned down by a girl for prom and call her a bitch in front of all their friends, that's what this is. Like, that is what the basis of all of this is. Mm -hmm. And, like, those teenager boys are probably okay people, but, like, where is the line between them and somebody like Elliot Rogers who can't deal with it anymore and needs to, or feels like he needs to extract punishment on the world for denying him something, mm-hmm. you know? Obviously, they're not the same. But you can see, just like with, you know, white supremacy, bigotry, things like that, extreme cases don't exist in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're fed by a society which allows them to grow, and we all have to check ourselves on how we allow it to grow and to enter our lives in society in this way. Yeah. Recently, the other the other reason that this has been in the news lately is because the New York Times published an op-ed by, what is his name? I will not link to it because it's fucking disgusting, by Ross Duthat, 
A terrible name for a terrible dude. Why would he do that? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, and it's called The Redistribution of Sex, and it's basically him talking about how like, all this unrest and anger from men is coming because sex has become, like, a hierarchy and it's distributed to some people and not others. So he makes a case for, like, you know, like, oh, well, sex robots would fix that. And I was like, why is it when men do shit wrong, there's gotta be some other reason why the problem exists? Why can't it just be that men need to get their fucking ship in order? Mm -hmm. Why can't it just be that they need to handle themselves? You know, it's like, it's like the thing, the conversations surrounding dress codes and things like that. Yeah. Why does a girl need to dress more conservatively to keep a little guy, like, a little boy from getting a boner? Why can't he just, like, deal with his shit and mm-hmm. learn to be a person in the world, mm-hmm. not, like, a rabid animal running around? Yes. Why can't that be the solution? Because a person in the world's gonna have to deal with seeing fucking shoulders. Yeah. Why aren't we teaching our young men from a young age, like... Hey, if you see a shoulder and you fucking can't control yourself, well, you gotta. Don't freak out. Because you can't. That's it. You can't. That's the end of this. You can't do that. There's no reason that you deserve something. There's no sex robot that's gonna come along and fix it. There's no thing that you deserve that you're not being given for an unfair reason. You can't do this shit anymore. I can't say that enough. It's your problem. You have to fix it. And I'm just gonna wrap this up by saying, yet again, get on that masturbation train. Yes. I'm Horrified Podcast fully endorses <laughs> you get into town absolutely yes. by yourself. Do it. Go for it. A- anytime you want in the privacy of your home. Not in public. Don't do it in public. Don't twist our words. I'm so <laughs> mad at you guys if you Don't tweet at us from jail like, oh, I masturbated in a public park, but this podcast told me to. I don't want to hear it. No. I don't want your DMs. In the privacy of your home. You know what we mean. Go to town. And then maybe go take a walk in the sunlight. And you might meet somebody. Or you might not. Or you might not. Go get an ice cream. Go read a book. Yeah. For God's sake. So now you have... That's a whole day. That's a whole Sunday for you. Yeah, there you go. Go ahead. Oh my God. I think we're done. Are we done? (laughs) Am I done? Watch Stranger Things on Netflix. Yeah. Don't murder anyone. I could give you a thousand more examples. Ugh. Learn to knit. Yeah. Tired. And now we have to talk about something horrifying. (laughs) Now we have to talk about something. Is it more horrifying? Is it less horrifying? Or is this the same? Because I would bet my next paycheck that Donald Trump Jr. is an incel in his own right. But actually, if you, I'm going to scroll through just so you can see um, one of the headers. What does this header say? He fucks. He oh, sure gross. does. He's not an incel. So he's fucking. He's a, an idiot, bad person, misogynist, but he's technically not an incel because he it. does fuck. Uh, let's talk about Donald J. Trump Jr. Let's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just be glad I'm not talking about his father. I don't think we could ever just take on his father. No, we're never going to address the disgusting elephant in the room. Absolutely. But we can discuss his son, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> is an American businessman and former reality television personality. And current gross gargoyle. Yeah. He is the eldest child of President Trump and his first wife, Ivana, who, I'm not horrified by Ivana, but she is, like, like a car accident fascinating. Yeah. So I'd love to speak on her at s- someday, at some point. Yeah. Talk about the romance novel that she wrote about Donald Trump. What? Oh yeah. Uh, we don't have we don't have time. I can't even get into that now. 
So, Donald Trump Jr., Don Jr., is probably how I'll refer to him from now on. Donnie J. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) You just said this is the way you're going to refer to him. Don Jr. uh, first came to the attention of the world when he was on The Apprentice with his dad. He was, like, an occasional guest judge or team leader, and then he had a more regular role, especially once the Celebrity Apprentice rolled around. And that's kind of when he entered the public eye. But since he has entered it even more, because he has been a really big part of his father's campaign for president, and I'm going to get into some of the stuff he's done with that political voice. But uh, what I can tell you is he's human garbage. So I just wrote some headers, things he is or thinks, and I'll work through them with you. Number one, he's a hunter. So both Don Jr. and Eric, who I almost spoke about Eric on this podcast, but the only thing I had to say was like, look at him. I'm horrified. (laughs) His face. His whole face and hair and body. He's like the landscape of a thousand nightmares. God. Again, a whole other episode. But I don't have that much to say. Um, So Eric and Don Jr. are well-known wild game hunters. And they've gotten (laughs) just like a horrifying thing about them. Any person who's like, look... Look at this elephant I killed. It's just a piece of shit. So they've, uh, they definitely have killed, like, endangered species. They killed an endangered leopard and took a picture with it, and that had some bad stuff. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> well done. What do you want me to say to that? Good job. Absolutely. <laughs> and then on Earth Day in 2017, he hunted, uh, prairie dogs with a GOP congressional <laughs> candidate, which is just a fun fact about Don. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, he's just... Uh, he's a hunting piece of shit. And it's, like, it's such a rich man's activity. It's, like, I'd like to go and hunt a leopard. But it's, like, probably they put that rep leopard in, like, a little fenced-off area for him <laughs> to shoot because he can't actually shoot anything. Probably that's he's true. He's a moron. A big thing about Donald Jr. is that he colluded with Russia! That's important. So, he is the person who met with Russian representatives. He met with, like, a Russian-American lobbyist... And, like, a lawyer in the Putin administration. And he claims that he was going to talk about, like, Russian orphans. But it has since come out that they, like, they emailed him, we have information that is bad for Hillary Clinton's campaign. Do you want to come to Russia to talk about it? And he was like, yeah, that would be great. I'm no uh, political scientist. Sounds like collusion to me, though. Yeah, sure does. So, and he only released the emails after the New York Times informed him that they had the emails and were going to release them. He was like, because it's the right thing to do, here are the emails. But, like, he just... Upstanding. It just seems like he so deeply fucks up everything he tries to do yep. for the Trump administration. It's almost funny, but... And still, Tiffany's the least favorite. Oh my god. How is that? Tiffany's my most favorite. Agreed. Actually, it's probably Barron. Because he just doesn't deserve any oh of this. God. He's a little kid. I want to take him away from that, but can't. Loki, I'd like him and Melania to just be able to go... To fly away. That's neither here nor there. No. And I mean, Melania is also complicit, but... Complicit. <laughs> that was a great SNL sketch. So, that was all... So, when you hear about the Trump campaign colluding with Russia, it was Donald Jr., absolutely, who facilitated that Mm -hmm. and all the shit that his dad's getting now rightfully is low-key because don jr was like i'd love to find out some shit about hillary yeah and you know what it worked so fuck oh god so fuck me uh speaking of fuck he fucks oh god (laughs) um i'm gonna take you through donald trump jr's romantic history so i want to know you gotta so trump jr was married to a model named vanessa k hayden later vanessa trump 
in November of 2005 at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, which sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, which is where the nuclear codes will be released from, (laughs) I'm sure. God. They have five children together. Ew. So if you were worried about the Trump name and the Trump legacy, they have five fucking children. I'm sure they're very nice little kids. It's not their fault. No, it's not their fault, but they're gonna turn into bad people just (laughs) because, like, look at the rest of them. Well, now maybe they won't because on March 15th, 2018... Vanessa Trump filed for divorce. Maybe she'll maybe she'll fix it. So maybe she'll just raise them away from all this craziness and they'll turn into five nice people. Yeah, she's like Katie Holmes running away from Tom Cruise. We're doing so many callbacks today. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real, this is a full circle episode. Yeah. And just to say something else about Ivana Trump, who is Donald Trump's mom, Donald Jr.'s mom, she said this really weird shitty thing about the divorce. She was like, you know, Don's a catch. I don't know what Vanessa's gonna do. She has five children. And it was like, those are Donald's children. He also has five children, Yeah, Anna. It takes two to motherfucking tango. Yeah. Like, but she's like, oh, a woman with five children <laughs> is gross. But a man with five children is just a man. Yeah, it's just a man who is not responsible for those children. Is Ivana Trump an incel? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. That doesn't make sense. My God. Uh, now, it was just released pretty recently that he is now dating Fox News host Kimberly Gilfoyle. And what's the problem with that, Sam? Well, his father's the president of the United States. Uh Uh-huh. So the fact that he's dating a journalist who very often reports on the presidency, the United States, the government, is a little problematic. Or deeply unethical. (laughs) Either way. Uh, She was also reportedly at one point considered for the job of White House press secretary. So it's clear that she has been, like, in their fold for Mm -hmm. a while. This all sounds good. This all sounds great. This all sounds great. A fun thing is that she weirdly looks like Melania. So look at these two images. (gasps) Oh my god, she does. She does. And she is 49 and Melania is 48. Ew. So that's, and Don Jr. is, like, 40. So that's just, like, a fun, Uh, like, I think he wants to fuck his stepmom. That's a fun fact about Donald Jr. I hate it. But now we're going to talk about my favorite thing about Donald J. Trump Jr. And that's his illicit affair with Aubrey O'Day. So Aubrey O'Day is, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the girl band Danity Kane from the early 2000s. Oh God, I am. So she, and she's since been on RuPaul's Drag Race a couple times, which like, let's think about that, Ru. Mm. But she is like a pop singer who was in Danity Kane, and she was on The Celebrity Apprentice in 2011, and that is where she met. Donald Trump Jr. And it seems that they began an illicit affair that lasted for quite a while. Stephanie McNeil and Ellie Hall did some incredible work at BuzzFeed News and they went through her like Twitter and found all these tweets from the time they were allegedly dating that like must be about him and it's so horrifying. So let me just take you through a couple. Um, Aubrey O'Day in 2011 tweeted, Woke up to a room filled wall-to-wall with my fave flowers, white lilies. You gave me a garden of love, baby. We are forever floating on clouds. So that's about Donald Trump Jr. I'm gonna vomit. And he's absolutely married. And his wife had kids, like, post this. So. Oh my god. That's just, like, a fun fact. Um, But Aubrey also tweeted, Will he still love me when he's free? Or will he go back to the place where he will choose the poison over me? Which I think is a song lyric, but I can't remember which song. It's a terrible song. It's a song <laughs> lyric. Fair enough. Here's a gross one uh, where, like, their feet are all snuggly. But he, like, never appears in her photos, like, his whole body. So everyone was like, there's a reason. 
we wonder who this guy is. It's Donald Trump Jr. He took this photo of her and she's like naked behind a pillow. There's a photo of him and he's like reading the news. But again, you can't see his face. So she's just like, it's my bae. Uh, they later broke up and she put out a whole breakup album and there's one specific song on it that we're going to listen to the whole song. So you listeners at home, we're not going to force you to listen to the whole song. It is three minutes long. Oh my God. But I listened to it thinking like, I'll find a good excerpt for Allie to listen to. And I could not edit out a minute of this song. So we're going to listen to it in silence and then we'll come back onto the podcast and Allie will give her thoughts. So this song is called uh, DJT. Donald what? J. Trump. Are you kidding me? It's called DJT. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's called DJT. Oh my god. Okay, roll tape. Hi folks, we're back. We just listened to all three minutes of DJT by Aubrey O'Day. Oh. Allie, I need every one of your thoughts. I can't believe somebody would... I can't believe that she used the... <laughs> I can't do this. You sound like Aubrey O'Day I on that song. I sound like her. She's like, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> I can't do this. And I'm like, no, I can't do this. Oh. The craziest thing about the song She to me. named it DJT. <laughs> I didn't, like, I couldn't get over that while we were listening to it. Are yeah. you kidding me? For me, the craziest thing is, like, it's not a song so much as it is a transcript of a conversation they had with one hook. That sounds like it was via text. <laughs> yeah. Also. I'm sure it was. So it lives, it, go listen to it, everyone. But it is literally, like, a full conversation between Aubrey O'Day and, you know, quote unquote her ex- um, and it, I don't think it's Donald J. Trump on the track. I think they, like, got an actor to read those parts. It sounds like a rapper. Yeah, it might be. And then, like, right in the middle, she sings, like, a hook about how she hates herself for loving him, but she hates him for letting their love die. And then they go back to the conversation, and she's like, I need you to tell me that you love me. Like, I need to know it was real. And he's like, no, like, that's not what you need. And she's like, yes, it is. And he's like... I love you. I'll talk to you later. Oh my god. I can't deal with the fact that a woman would choose to be <laughs> even near him. Like, in his presence. Gross. I guess it makes more sense than Eric Trump. Like, Eric Trump is a true, <laughs> like, gremlin. Yeah. But, oh my lord. So there's that. And, like, it's like, I can't beat that, but let me just feed you some other facts. Knowing that the craziest fact is the song DJT by Aubrey O'Day. Yeah, she really, she took the cake. So, um, some other things. He's a low-key conspiracy theorist, so he's endo- he endorsed the theory about Pizzagate, which was that, like, the Clintons oh were God. involved in, like, a child sex ring, ran out of a pizza shop. He, um, has liked on Twitter a bunch of conspiracy theories about the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School and people <sighs> thinking that Jesus it was Christ. staged. He agrees. Um, I can't even deal with that. He promoted the long-debunked far-right conspiracy theory that Bill Clinton wasn't linked to one of his staffers' death, which has been, like, dubbed a suicide by most of, like, mm-hmm. not most of, like, it, there's been, like, six investigations and everyone has been like, oh, it was a suicide. It's a very sad suicide. Yeah. But he was like, I think the Clintons did it. Um, and, like, he's done that as recently as November 2017. He's like, I do think the Clintons killed that guy. And then just to finish it off with some uh, dumb shit he said... 
Good. Let's, uh, let's cap it off. Just to cap it off, in case you weren't already horrified enough by this man. In 2011, he was responding to criticism of the Tea Party movement by Florida Representative Frederica Wilson, but he confused Frederica Wilson with California Representative Maxine Waters and said that her colorful hats and her colorful hats were Maxine Waters, but he was trying to insult Frederica Wilson. He said her colorful hats make her look like a stripper. Because if strippers are known for anything... It's for their hats. It's for their colorful, extravagant hats. Yeah. During his father's presidential campaign, he caused controversy when he said, um, if I had a bowl of Skittles and I told you just three would kill you, would you take a handful? That's our Syrian refugee problem. Oh my god. Which is, like, one of the dumbest things. To the point that the makers of Skittles came out and said, quote, Skittles are candy, refugees are people. We don't feel like it's an appropriate analogy. Duh. Go Skittles. Go Skittles. We endorse Skittles on this podcast. (laughs) And then one time, Trump Jr. shared an image on Instagram that was a cross between his father and Pepe the Frog, which is like an alt-right meme. Mm-hmm. And he was asked on Good Morning America about Pepe the Frog and its associations with white supremacy, and he said he has never heard of Pepe the Frog and thought it was just, quote, a frog with a wig. Which I believe. Yeah. I believe that he's meme illiterate. Yep. I think that's probably you know true. What? I'll give him that. But, like, his people should be monitoring that. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a 20-year-old intern for that. Come on. Um, and then one time he encouraged people to vote on the wrong fucking day, which was just a fun... <laughs> I remember that. A fun thing where he was like, I hope everyone comes out for congressional candidate whatever. And he was like, everyone go out tomorrow. And it was the day after election day. Dude. <laughs> so he's just like a horrifying example of like incompetence personified, but he does fuck. <laughs> and that's Donald J. Trump Jr. So at least he's no incel... At least. <laughs> but he overlaps with them in every other way. Absolutely, he does. <sighs> I'm exhausted. I just want to listen to the hook of that Aubrey O'Day song again. Yeah, honestly, it was kind of a bop. <laughs> like, it horrified me deeply, but it was pretty good. Yeah, go Aubrey. Honestly, support Aubrey O'Day and her entire breakup album that she wrote about um, Donald J. Trump Jr., but specifically the song DJT. DJT. I can't believe that. <laughs> We're gonna wish you many happy returns. <laughs> yes. Um, go do something nice with your day. Yeah. After this. Go and take a walk outside. If it's nice where you live. Alright, stay horrified. Stay horrified. <laughs> Thank you.